generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Alright, so whilst we're waiting, questions, questions, or points of action, somebody share in the comments, somebody share in the comments, what have you applied so far? Or are we just gathering information? Are we just doing like a, you know, being collection centers for ideas? Or are we really using those things? Have we reduced our online exposure? Have we, um, yeah, I can see a few more persons on YouTube. Welcome, Abiel Daniel. Welcome, Nora. Welcome, Enoch. Welcome, Ayoa. It's good to see you, man. Welcome. Uh, Mrs. Balogun, welcome. Pastor Linus, welcome. Mrs. Solomon, you are welcome. Yeah. All right. Yeah, what have you applied so far? Before I, I dive in, who has applied something and what has it been and how has it been and what are the results? What are the changes you are seeing in your personal space, in your walk with God? Your times of prayer, your level of confidence. Anybody like that? No, it's good to see you. Is the silence for me? All right, Google said, being very intentional about what I listen to because. Every sound has a God. Actually, that should be a small G-O-D. I am actively tuning into channels of joy and singing to my father. That's amazing. That's so important. I sort of rushed that point on Sunday, Daniel chapter 3. But I'm sure most people got it. Um, there was a golden image and then you had all the psalteries and lyres and harps and uh, trumpets and all of that. And the whole goal was not for people to dance. The whole goal was for people to bow, was for people to take a posture of surrender and submission. The goal was for people to lay down their pride and their virtue because the God of this world, his desire is to strip man of his glory. Okay? To strip man of his glory. Why? All have seen and fallen of the glory of God so all men are falling short of the glory of God, but man has not necessarily fallen, of the, fallen short of the glory of man. So what makes a man fall short of the glory of God is sin. What makes a man fall short of his own glory is slackness. Okay? Slackness or self, self-centeredness. Right. This is the reason a man who does not have God can still have some glory, but it's not the glory of God, it's the glory of humanism. We'll talk about, about that shortly. Right? So the enemy says, since I can't get the glory of God, I can get the glory of the one who had the glory of God. Since I can't get the glory of God, I can get the glory of the one who had the glory of God. I can get the glory of the one 
uh, didn't do this to me. Uh, sorry, my computer just showed me a notification that has the potential of shutting down everything. So I'm trying to close certain things. Right? Does that make sense? Is somebody following that? Since I can get the glory of God, the next best thing I can do is to get the glory of the one who was made in the image of God. So every time there is music, the enemy wants to hide himself in it. So that's why certain songs can bring depression or create an atmosphere for depression. Certain song, songs can bring an atmosphere for liberation. Certain songs, certain sounds can create the mood. Right? Thank you. I can see more activity on YouTube. I can see more activity on Zoom as well. Let's share this. People need this. I love what someone said, I think, two Sundays ago when I heard it again last Sunday. Said P. Dams, that teaching was a deliverance session. The truth of the matter. Let me just, uh, let, me, let me show you an example. If you've ever driven a car in Nigeria, you've driven a car in Nigeria, you notice that it's almost impossible for you to go up to nine months without you having issues with your car tire. Almost impossible. Let me just ask anybody who drives a car. Have you, how often do you change your car tires? Maybe a nail entered into it or it got torn or it got worn out or, or weak. <laughs> that is, it's even impossible, right? Anybody who, who drives a car, every three to four months, you're either going to have to patch the tire, trim the tire or knit the tire, whatever it is. Now, why is that the case? Because I've driven in America, I've driven in the UK, I've not driven in America for months, I've driven in America for days or weeks, four weeks, right? But I've driven in the UK for months. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't remember having the need to change my car, right? I don't remember having the need to change my car. I like, I like what Favon said, Favon said it depends on the area, yes, no problem. But tell me your area, tell me your own frequency, the frequency with which you change your car tire. I'm not talking about theory. I'm talking about your experience. Okay? And make sure that it's a car that you drive regularly. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about Uber or your brother's car or somebody else's car. Anybody who drives, tell me how often do you have to walk on it? Maybe not change the tire. Walk on your car tire. How often? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Oh, yeah. Receive your cars in Jesus' name. Receive more cars. And for those who've never had a car, receive your first car. All right. So Google says, I don't know. I don't change it by myself. All right. That's honest. I want people that change by themselves. People that, yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Many people are receiving their cars. Oh, yes. Receive it. All right. So somebody is saying true. Somebody else is saying two to three months. Jimmy is saying two to three months. Okay. Like I said, true. Uh, yeah. Okay. Favorite an average of two years. Okay. I hope you, I hope you drive it every day. And I'm not saying change. I'm not saying change. I'm saying work on it. Like either inflate it or patch it or change it. Something like that. All right. Dan Fusher said at least once. And I'm talking about Nigeria, or I'm not talking about people that live abroad. I'm sure said at least once or twice in four months. All right. 
Okay. Beautiful. So now here's the deal. Most people only favor said an average of two years. Okay, and that's an exceptional case. Most people are saying every three to four months, you're either, you know, the tire is gonna lose some air and then you're going to patch it or they're going to work on it or change it or something like that. Now, why is that the case? Why is that the case? One of the major reasons that is the case is because of the bad roads. One of the major reasons. The bad roads, which has an average of two months. The bad roads, the nails on the road, the jagged edges on the road, the stones on the road, the pebbles on the road, the broken glass on the road, shattered glass that nobody cleaned up on the road, uh, potholes in the road. All of that, all of those kind of things. Now, what it means is, if you are able to navigate better, if the roads were better, you will spend less time fixing the tires. Now, that's a metaphor. The metaphor is this. If you know how to navigate the spiritual realm better, you will have fewer needs for emergency prayers, fewer needs for deliverance prayers, Fewer needs for punctures and acupunctures and eucupunctures. That's the point I'm trying to make. If you know how to navigate better, if you know how to set your path straight, if you know how to set your street straight, if you know how the spiritual realm operates, if you know the factors in spiritual warfare, are we getting the point now? That's the point I'm making here. It's going to be easier for you. won't have to be changing your tire every, every. Some people have to go for extended, in quote, deliverance prayers every two to three months. Why is your tire always spoiling? Some people always have to go for retreats every two months. Of course, you can go for a retreat as often as you want, okay? Take out time as often as you want. But I'm saying, if you always find yourself in dangerous points or danger, danger zones every month, there is something about your navigation. There is something about the steps uh, that you're taking. There's something about the terrain, the atmosphere, the environment that you're creating and supporting. And media is a major factor in that. Is that clear enough? Now, let us turn our attention to the screens. I'm going to be sharing my slides shortly. Of course, a lot of scriptural readings we're going to take. Um, and then... I need my scribes and my scribes here. So today, we're looking at armed and dangerous, geared up for spiritual warfare. Geared up, yes, so acupuncture, your acupuncture, acupuncture, national puncture. Armed and dangerous, geared up for spiritual Warfare, geared up for spiritual warfare. Somebody say, I'm geared up. I'm geared up. I'm geared up for spiritual warfare. I'm geared up for spiritual warfare. I'm not geared up as a loser. I'm geared up as a winner. I'm not geared up as a as a failure. I'm geared up as a success. I'm not geared up as a distraction. I'm geared up as a major catalyst for attraction. I'm not geared up. To just stroll through the terrain and get up to possess the land, to possess territories for God, to seize spaces and environments for God. Is there anybody who's geared up? You can drop an emoji right now. You can drop a line right now. Now, we already understand this that there's something in the air. And the question is are you geared up beyond just seeing it? We already spoke about certain things in the air. We'll still touch on some of them so we can know what we're going up against. 
because I, I did justice. I did justice to the something is in the air part, but I didn't have enough time to exhaust the mask up part. So I'll just touch on a couple of things about that and then we'll progress. So something is in the air, but are you dressed up to deal with what's in the air? Um, and this is the reason I need to ask the question. How many of us remember during the lockdown, I would look for the skit. I did a skit during the lockdown about mask up and all of that. And it was a metaphor for spiritual warfare. So I reminded to look for it, find it, and share it maybe on the, on the LGQ group. Who remembers that when the lockdown happened, then people had to be wearing masks. And different people were wearing different kinds of masks. And some of those masks were not masking at all. Who remembers that some of the masks that people wore were things like this? Mm. Remember, some people wore masks this way. Some people did it like this. Some people did it like this. People were using rubber bands. People were using scarves. Some people were using face shields. Right? Can I propose to you that there are many believers who have the armor of God, but they are not wearing that armor. They are not putting it on. There are many people who have the shield of faith, but instead of holding up the shield of faith, they are dropping it on the floor. There are many believers who have the breastplate of righteousness, but now then they iron the righteousness past. They are just ironing it. Say, where is the righteousness? I'm ironing it. I'm ironing it. So they are like those people that are wearing masks wrongly. Are we here now? Feel the light. She will kidnap victim. So you can have the right gear. The issue is not, do you have the right gear? The issue is, are you geared up? That's the question. Are we here now? That you can have the sword of the spirit and you are using it for bread. You are using it as butter knife. Somebody say the sword of the spirit is not butter knife. I know it's butter knife, butter knife. I'm just saying butter knife. Somebody send me that white paper right now. Send it to me. The sword of the spirit is not a butter knife. But some of us, we are ajebos in the spirit. So we don't know how to do battle in the spirit. We are trying to use the sword of the spirit to spread our maleness. To spread our butter. Come on, can I talk now? You're trying to use that to, to do your spread, your peanut butter. Jalapeno butter, sandwiches. You're using it as a wand, as a conductor wand. In other words, all you do is that you quote the scripture to move the crowd. You're using the sword of the spirit not to do battle, but you're using it to just, you know, while away time. You're resting on the sword, taking selfies with the sword. But not using the sword. Can I can I talk right now? Is somebody getting blessed already? So the question is not do you have the gear? The question is, are you geared up? Are you geared up? Why? The enemy of our soul ain't joking. Right? He's not joking. We've seen some of his titles already. We've seen he's the tempter, he's the wicked one, he's the accuser of the burden, the ruler of this world, the God of this age, and prince of power. Now, at every time in the life of a believer, at every time in the life of a believer, the enemy is going to manifest as one of these seven things on the screen. He will manifest as at least one. He will come as Lord of the Flies. Now, I wish I had enough time to explain, but follow, follow me, guys. 
how does it come as Lord of the Flies? The Lord of the Flies is the Lord of dung, is the Lord of nonsense. He's the Lord of waste and he's the Lord of the past. Right? So he will come as the one who wants to keep drawing your attention to the mess you overcame, to the mistakes that you've been forgiven of, to things that will waste your time and relationships. If it doesn't come as that, he will come as the tempter. To try to tempt to do something that you regret in the future. If it doesn't come as that, it will come as the wicked one. To come and wicked you. Right? To try to hurt you, upset you, uh, oppose you, antagonize you. If it doesn't come as that, it will come as an accuser of the brethren. And his ministry can even manifest on a church WhatsApp group. Come on, somebody, can I talk right now? <laughs> his ministry can even manifest in a prayer meeting in the name of Let's Pray For. And sometimes they are raising prayer points for you that they are the ones that need it the most. Can I talk right now? That the prayer points people are raising for you, you don't need it at all. And I don't need them, need them pass. Need them pass. Right? He can come as the accuser of the brethren. Or, if he doesn't attack you on those three levels, or four levels rather, as Beelzebub, as Tempter, as the wicked one, as the accuser of the brethren, then it's going to come on the generic level, ruler of this world, God of this age, competing for your worship, that when you want to uh, read your Bible in the morning, all of a sudden, notifications from social media, dun, 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 the notifications, and you're like, let me just check. You check one, and before I know you check two, and three, and four, and five, and you've done 15 minutes on social media, thank you for morning prayers right now, and you haven't even read one verse of scripture. If it's not you, say nothing. If it's happened to you before, say, mm, the Lord is helping me. Then it will come as the prince of the power of the air, uh, which was where we did, began to deal with last week. So we spoke about lust, we spoke about lies, we spoke about loose lips. We spoke about how he attacks in the seven areas, right? Focus, faith, family, fellowship, flesh, finances, and future. And he uses distraction, discouragement, division, disunity, disease, depletion, and despair. We've spoken about what the media is. We've spoken about the big deal about the media. We've spoken about how the media is sent, uh, is foundational to the operations of God. Uh, we spoke about the media in creation, media in new creation, in the birth of Jesus, the ascension of Jesus, the birth of the church, the establishment of the church, Paul writes in letters, rapture, a trumpet been blown, all media, and then the eternal ages with sounds and songs and music. And then we spoke about get media, meaning get me there, right? Determines revelation, rich relevance, routines, relationships, results, rewards, and riches. We're able to communicate tonight because there is a medium that is helping us connect, right? And then we spoke about how your relationship with the media determines your relevance in life and even in death. So Dr. Miles Morrow, one of my mentors, uh, I listen to him at least once a week, average of once a week, maybe twice a week, right? And his YouTube channel is growing faster than the YouTube channels of many preachers, many leaders, many celebrities who are still alive. The man went to be with the Lord about eight years ago or so. But his ministry is still growing. Why? Media. Still growing. Why? Media. Same thing, Archbishop Benson Idaosa. His ministry is still growing. Why? Media. Media. Okay? And then we can mention names of other people from Catherine Coleman, uh, Gordon Lindsay, uh, 
I'm looking for the old timers. Some AW Tozan messages that are still on audio. Right? Smith, we go to what? Why has their ministry transcended their life and times in their physical bodies? Media. So if you want a ministry or a life of impact beyond your time on earth, go for the media. So it's talking about Jesus being the medium of God, the church being the media of God. We spoke about the brightness of his glory, of his person, express image. Kenneth Hagin, thank you very much, uh, Fido. Do you know that Kenneth <laughs> if you see the statistics of Kenneth Hagin material, books, and Bible school, Kenneth Hagin's Bible school is still growing. It's still growing. The school, the man has gone through the Lord, I don't know how many years now. Was it 2003 or 2004? So, take it serious. Somebody tag your friend. Tag your brother and sister. Say, take this media thing seriously. Take it very seriously. Alright, so, when we say, are you geared up? We're also asking, are you geared up? Watch this now. Are you geared up for the media? Are you geared up for the media? Are you geared up? Are you there are you ready for that why because if you are part of god's media it means that just like on, on a radio station there is airtime and there are belts there's what they call the morning belts the afternoon belts the evening belts on tv and radio stations what it means is every child of god should be anchoring a soul come on somebody every child of god is a presenter or a script writer or a studio monitor or studio manager or scheduler you are responsible for a show you might not be the face of the show but you might be the writing the mind of the show you might be the director of a show how do i know because in the text on display Ephesians 3 10 to 11 to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of god might be made known by who? Not by God, not by the angels, but by the church. So the way the world will understand the wisdom of God is not by God coming down and you know, scattering everyone with lightning and thunder. It's by a child of God digesting the truth in the spirit and then taking that truth, processing it in modern language and communicating that truth to his generation to her generation. Help me ask your neighbor, are you on air? Tifa, thank you for what you're doing. But can you give me that and amplify? Let me read that and amplify. Ask your neighbor, are you on air? Danny, are you on air? If you're not presenting the news, are you writing the script? If you're not writing the script, are you working on the teleprompter? If you're not working on the teleprompter, are you managing the studio? If you're not managing the studio, I take care of the guests. Everybody is in the media production line. Every child of God. Please give me Ephesians 3, 10 to 11 in Amplified. Give it to me in TPT as well. Oh, Jaddy will understand this more than most of us. This is the accordance because she works on radio. This is the accordance with the terms of the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and confident access. No, 10 to 11 is what I'm looking for. 10 to 11. And amplified quickly 10 to 11 and then in tpt as well all right now look at that tpt says 
The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders. We'll deal with that next week Wednesday. Don't miss that. Angels and demons next week Wednesday. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm. God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. This perfectly wise plan was tested from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ so that now, and then it continues with the other things. Amplified says, so now, through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God in all its countless aspects. Somebody say there's a dimension of wisdom in me. He says it's countless. It's countless. It's not just worried about wisdom. There are all kinds of wisdom. Wisdom for building, for maintaining, for governance, for administration, for invention, for quietness, for therapy, for leadership, for operation, for intercession. Wisdom. He said different aspects of the countless aspects might be made known in bracket revealing the mystery to the angelic rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This is in accordance with the terms of the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus. Are we here? So, our goal is to make known, to declare, to express, to proclaim, to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Can somebody help me with the scripture? I believe it's in second, uh, uh, um, Sorry. Yeah, first Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Someone help me. Help me with that. 2 verse 9 and 10. Or 9 to 11. Help me in Amplified and also give it to me in uh, TBT. And message if you can get that. For time's sake, I might jump on it and read it myself. Okay. But you are a chosen generation, a real person, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. If you can read it in the Message Bible, verse 9 is actually the major thing I need. Help my Lord. I can't even see Message Bible in my stuff. Now, Amplified says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession. Now, all these accolades you're being given, royal, chosen, special, unique, what is the end point? The end point is so that you can become God's media agent. That is the end point. The end point is for you to become God's PR personnel. For you to proclaim, for you to show forth, for you to declare. So whether you're preaching, you're declaring. Prophesying, you're declaring. Singing, you're declaring. You make a work of art that reflects the glory of God, you're declaring. You doodle, you're declaring. Graphic design, you are declaring. You are showing forth the glory of God, the praise of God, the virtues of God. You are God's praise singer. He says, so that you may proclaim the excellences, the wonderful deeds 
and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The thing is, you cannot be an effective broadcaster of the light if you are in darkness yourself. So for God to bring you into his media team, he had to take you out of darkness in the first place. Follow me. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. The TV says, but you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. A spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. To experience his marvelous light. Why? The greater salesperson of a product is the one who has actually experienced that product and believes in it. Are we here? It is difficult for you to sell a product convincingly when you don't believe in it. It's difficult for you to believe in it if you have not tested it. So Timothy says he brought you out of darkness to experience that light. And now he claims you as his very own. Look at what Timothy said. What's that what Timothy said? He did this so that you will do what? I feel the glory of God right now. I feel God's power on this. So that you will broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. I command every small-mindedness to perish under the cross right now. In the name of Jesus. See, Jesus knew the assignment. He knew that, see, my glory, my, my assignment is to broadcast God's glory. So even though he was naked on the cross, he was not ashamed to be naked on the cross because he knew that the popularity of the seed is nothing compared to the popularity of the harvest. He knew that no matter how widespread his nakedness would be, his glory, his garments, his clothing, his anointing, his mantle, his favor, his life, his light, his popularity, his majesty will be broadcast at a greater level. Don't be ashamed of the 10 followers you have because the days of 10,000 are coming. Don't be ashamed of the hoarse, shrilly voice you have because the day of the heavy words are coming. Don't be ashamed of the little you have. The calling is for you to broadcast, not your own voice or your instrument or your social media, but broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. Are we here? Are we here? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody shout, I'm a broadcaster, please. I'm a broadcaster. And if you're going to be on air, you can't afford to run out of air. You can't afford to choke. You can't afford. Someone sent me my white paper. He that must broadcast on air cannot afford to run out of air. You cannot afford to run out of air. What's air? The breath of the Almighty. There's a spirit in man. And the breath of God, the air of God, gives him understanding. I'm a broadcaster. Now, why does the enemy then attack me if I'm a broadcaster? Why does he attack me? If somebody is supposed to declare the news from the studio and somebody is distracting him or her, can the person declare the news coherently? Can the person declare the news coherently? If something is pinching and something is biting and something is clipping and something is... So we spoke about distraction. The person cannot... The distractions have to be taken away. So why is the enemy trying to distract you? Because he knows that with distraction, you cannot effectively broadcast the goodness of God. You cannot effectively broadcast the glory of God. If it distracts you with your daily need, 
with your own quest for husband or wife, with your own quest for popularity or fame, with your own quest for money or Canada, if it can distract you, the glory of God you ought to put on display here and now will not be on display because a distracted broadcaster cannot deliver the news coherently. Come on now. Come on now. And I can go on. Dis discouragement. Disease. A dis disease broadcaster. Have you ever... <laughs> right? A depleted broadcaster. Or a broadcaster that is fighting the cause of the organization she's in. Or he's in. Job 32 verse 8. Uh, I quoted it earlier. But Amplified said, There's a vital force and the spirit of intelligence in man. And the breath, the air, the wind of God, the rock of the Almighty. Gives them understanding. So why does the enemy fight the believer? The enemy fights the believer so that the believer will not be able to broadcast the glory of God. That's why you must pray for your pastor. You must pray for me. And you must pray for your other pastors and ministers and leaders. Why? Smite the sheep and the shepherd will scatter. If, the, if you can deal with the leader, guess what? You can't broadcast, you start narrowcasting. And that's what many believers are doing. Many believers are not in the broadcast. Many believers are in the narrowcast, if they are casting at all. Many believers are not casting. See, when the enemy attacks somebody with sickness or disease or shame, because when there's shame in your life, what happens? You stop talking. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to lose your voice. He wants you to lose your visibility, your ability to pronounce the glory of God with boldness and capacity. Are we here? So it keeps you busy with thoughts that God is not faithful. Because if you can be convinced that God is not faithful, how will you broadcast the faithfulness of God? If you are convinced that God does not care about your needs, how will you tell people that it's Jehovah Jireh? If you are convinced that God does not want to be healed, how will you be able to sing, you are my Rafa? Come on somebody now. It's all about the broadcast. That's what the devil is after. He's trying to seize the air. He's trying to be the sole broadcaster. He's trying to be the whole channel driver. He's trying to be the only voice in the space. The dominant force in the space. So everything that robs you of your voice and your visuals, consider it as spiritual warfare. Everything that robs you of your desire to broadcast the glory of God. Say, so yeah, because I'm a fine guy. I don't want you to think I'm a maniac. Let me just say something to you. I've seen big social media accounts where people have tens of thousands. They're not pastors. Who have, I even saw one with a lady last night. Right? Or maybe, a, I think it was last night. This person, some of you will know her. Uh, is her name Vicky James? Is that her name? I think her name is Vicky James. She's like a popular dressmaker who makes clothes for, I don't know how many millions of there. She is broadcasting. She put a video of her witnessing on the streets. She has a few hundreds of thousands of people. And that particular reel had about 25,000 likes. Okay? Now, some people say she's doing it for the gram. That, I, I, I can't judge her. I don't know whether she's doing it for the gram or doing it for God. But the point I'm trying to make is that ideology in your mind that says if I share gospel stuff, my followers will not be many. That ideology is from hell. That's, that's just what I wanted to know. <laughs> I'm not saying don't have dedicated pages. I'm not saying don't have... Uh, calendars and all I'm just saying the thinking the thinking that makes you say I don't want to be too churchy I don't want to be too Christian nothing thinking is saying I don't want to be too much of a light in my generation 
I don't want to be too much of a light. I don't want to be a light bearer. I don't want to be a darkness dispeller. That's what ideologies say. Now, what will the, a, a mind of the mind of Christ do? The mind of Christ will say, how can I be wise as a serpent and gentle as doves? How can I present the gospel like to the Jews as to a Jew, to the Gentiles as to a Gentile, to business people as to a, 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 like a business thing and to entertainers without compromising the truth of the gospel? That is what we see, the manifold wisdom. The manifold wisdom. So some of us will use reels, others will use carousels, others will use quote cards, others will use uh, pens, others will use allegories, stories, but the light we must shine it. Whether you put it on a saucer, on a plate, you put it on a lava lamp, you put it on a, a dish, satellite dish, you must share it. Come on, somebody. Ask your neighbor, are you on air? Are you on air? I just want to know now. I just want to know. Are you on air? Reference for the chapter 2 verse 9. Okay? Now because the person, that broadcaster, is also a chef. Okay? The broadcaster is also a chef. Because it says, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is at work in the children. Another one says the sons of disobedience. He said you walked according to the costs of this world. Now, that original cost is talking about is the trajectory, the pathway, the pattern of this world. But how many of you also know that when it comes to dishes, you have three cost meal. <laughs> you have a two cost meal. Cost. So according to the cost, of this world okay so your timeline is your cost content your timeline that is your cost content why because the content is also food is diet so look at this I, you know I, I investigate a lot I research a lot because I love words and I start thinking see when you look at the media there are so many things that are in the media right you will see things like on air Air your views, airy fairy, broadcast, network. Those are media terms, but after a while, guess what? Satellite dish. Why is he a dish? He's serving. Oh my word. I feel like jumping out of my clothes. Oh wow, that why why that graphic? No. I feel like jumping out of my socks. Satellite dish. It's serving. It's serving a purpose. It's serving a message. It's serving a meal. It's serving an agenda. Your timeline is a cost content. You are articulating instructions. You are training people's minds. Now, when you watch a, a show like E or TV stations like E or BET, they say, we're going to turn over to our studios now and give you the full scoop. Scoop of what? Scoop. Scoop. Scoop of food, scoop of ice cream, scoop, scoop of something sweet. News. There used to be a very popular magazine run for a long time, decades, called Reader's Digest. Now, there's another one of the publications that changed my life about 15 years ago. It's called Success Digest. What is digest? Food. I'm having goosebumps right now, people. Tell us, I want to say thank you, God, for my pastor.
Say thank you, God, for my pastor. You know, you know why I should thank God? He said, I will give you pastors. Jeremiah 3, verse 15. Somebody give us that. I'll give you pastors after my heart who will feed you. Feed you with knowledge and understanding. Feed. So the primary assignment of the pastor is to feed you. Right? Scoop. Digest. Now, how about sound bites? Sound bites. That means sounds are like food. You are biting something. Okay? They say, we're going to give you the juicy details. Juicy details. Right? And they're going to say, they say, oh, according to the grapevine. See, I, I'm having goosebumps just thinking about this. All these are food terms. So, <laughs> what does the enemy want to do? What the enemy wants to do is that he wants to get you off air. Don't forget, though, that is the primary assignment of the enemy. He wants to get you off air. However, however, that's what it was any which way. That's what it wants to do. He wants to get you off air. Now, can I ask you a question? Is there anybody here on the precipice of a major presentation in your life? You told yourself, I must use the toilet before I stand up on that stage, on that platform behind that lectern, or to defend my thesis, defend my thesis, or um, make a presentation, final year, or your MSc, hopefully not your Hennessy. Um, yeah, you have to do that, right? People like Danny that play the sax. If you go and play that sax and your bowels are not empty, you might play some other, other things. The sounds will be plenty, right? <laughs> so, so now now <laughs> that is what happened before the end of my show today the end the very end who's <laughs> at the end <laughs> now i once heard a preacher say a preacher got a, a, on a very massive international platform and he said ah god help me now before i turn this pooping into a toilet <laughs> oh Lord. now now look at this what is the fastest way for that to happen? If I want to make sure that this person, this newscaster, broadcaster, is about to deliver something, present the show, tell people the weather, give us the weather report and all of that. What is the fastest way for me to ensure that this person, a wolf starts running their belly, that this person always needs to use the toilet? How? What do I need to do? If your toilet is going to run, what do you do? You either eat spoiled food, stale food, or food that your system has intolerance for, that your system cannot handle, that your system cannot deal with. So for some of us, that food is beans. For some of us, that food is milk. For some of us, that food is a lot of cakes and creams. For some of us, that food is, once that food is one day old, it will cause tsunami in your belly, right? If you eat food that your system was not wired to process, if you eat food that the system was not wired to deal with, it will run your stomach. And when it's your belt, when it's time for you to present, you will not be able to present. How does that affect the believer? The warfare that the enemy wages against you is not, first of all, that witch or that wizard or that distraction. It is by sending the right diet into your spiritual bowels. <laughs> so that when it's time for you to speak up for God or broadcast for God, you are too busy trying to excrete. You are running from toilet to toilet that you can no longer man your station or declare the word of, oh, come on, come on, come on. 
Anybody hear what I'm saying right now? If I can keep you busy, if I can keep you occupied on the inside, if I can ensure there's turmoil in your belly, if I can ensure that your spiritual configuration is upset, if I can ensure that you have soul upset, not stomach upset, come on, help me now. If I can give you soul upset, not stomach upset, then I can keep you in the toilet whilst I take over the show, whilst I broadcast, whilst I... Are you hearing now? Come on, people. Oh, loud, Abby. <laughs> Mr. Shares, oh, loud, go. Oh, makato manukari atos palativas. Evropa kusilia katovrina kubalintas. Anyone who is currently upset on the inside, may you purge in the name of Jesus. May you be purged of every incompatible diet, every ingestion, everything you have swallowed, every thought, every word, every ideology, every news that you have incubated that is now causing you to run from toilet to toilet, causing you to get occupied where? In the waste places of the earth, to get busy in the wrong places, in the hidden places. May the Lord flush. May the Lord flush. May the Lord flush you clean in the name of Jesus. May you begin to munch on the broccoli of revelation. May you begin to run on, on the, what do you call those things? That help you? That help you purge? What do you call them? That's a, a word. What's the word? Andrews liver salt and all them stuff. What's the word? The general word for it. Uh, there's laxative, there's detox. Yeah, but there's something, anti-something, something, something. <laughs> laxatives, yeah, but there's another word. May the Lord give you laxatives in the name, antacid. Thank you very much, it's antacid. May the Lord send you antacids and laxatives in the name of Jesus that will flush you. And another thing that you can take is water. Water is the universal solvent, right? So when you drink a lot of water, it flushes down. What is water? The water of the word. The water of the word of God. When you get a pure word, when you listen to the word of God, when you expose your soul to the word of God, all of a sudden, brrr, you wash it clean. Now let me announce something. In washing you clean, the first thing the word of God does is not that water will come out from the backside. When you drink water, it's not water coming out from the backside. It's actually the mess that is coming out. So one operation of the word of God is not just that there's no mess in your life. No, it reveals the mess in your life. It reveals the areas that need to be purged. It reveals the things you ought to let go of. It reveals the things that your system no longer wants to accommodate. And so don't feel bad if, you, if it's seemingly embarrassing when you have to confront your weaknesses or your failures or your mistakes or your overwhelm or your doubts or your crisis or your tension or your mess up or your gawking and all of that. Don't feel bad. As long as the water keeps rushing, you know, the other substance may keep gushing, but after a few cycles, you're going to be clean. Come on, somebody give God praise right now. Mm. I feel, I feel, I feel the word. I feel the power of God. I feel the power of God. I feel the power. So I have to be armed from the inside with the word of God. So what does the enemy do? We're talking about broadcasting Sunday. Let me skip. So what does the enemy do? The enemy wants to make sure that he attacks you internally, but he also wants to make sure that he attacks you externally. So internally is your diet. Somebody say diet. External, internal is your diet. So how are you armed? 
You are armed with the word. You are armed with the water of the word. You are armed. Katuvrelia kuzina kumeni. Rekwe betina kuvrinakos. Lina komeni komraninako. Nizakwa menekosha. Benedict, the Lord is delivering you from evil. This is a word for Benedict. The Lord is delivering you from evil. He's delivering you from every crisis. He's delivering you from the storms of strife and the storms of shame. He's delivering you from the storms of the wicked and the works of hell. He is delivering you. He's delivering you. Um, can someone please do me a favor? Share this link right now on the SGQ group. Share this link right now. Somebody on that group needs to be a part of this. Somebody needs to hear this. I just heard that in my spirit. So the enemy attacks you, tries to attack you internally by feeding you the wrong diet. And that one is a very, very powerful and effective strategy. That's why Judah said, the prince of this world is coming, if you help with that scripture, the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. So Jesus already told us that victory and dominion does not start from the outside. Come on. It starts from the inside. So Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. It's what comes out of the man. That means that if something comes into me, right? What I can do with that? I can convert it into what God had in mind. So food in a certain state may be poisonous, but when it's cooked or digested or worked on by other chemicals, it can become used, right? I, I don't want to go into all of that, but those who are familiar with agriculture know that there are certain plants that if they're not in the right texture, right temperature, right uh, uh, level, right, right state, that's the word, they can be poisonous. But if you boil them a certain way, or fry them a certain way, or mix them a certain way, or grill them a certain way, then it becomes great. So the enemy tries to fight internally by contaminating my diet. How does he try to fight exter uh, externally? By compromising my dressing. Somebody write that down. Contaminating my diet and compromising my dressing. Contaminating my diet and compromising my dressing. So if my diet is right, is my dressing left? Come on! That could work right now. Send me my white paper. Contaminating my diet. Compromising my dressing. If my dressing is right, is my diet left? If my diet is left, is my dressing right? So, now the dressing has to be for where I am going, what I'm sent to do. <laughs> mm. What I'm sent to do. Do you remember any time in your life when you were not properly dressed? Can anybody just be honest? Is there a time, was there a time, do you remember any time in your life when your dressing was not right, just generally? Your dressing was not right, generally. Okay? Jada said, bad day. Yes, sir, very bad day. <laughs> Have you ever been going for an event? Who said, all white, wear all white. That was the day you wore a rainbow dress. And everybody else wore white. Or maybe it was like extremely cold. You went to Joss. You thought it was Lagos with the heat. And then you just had light clothes. 
What was it like? What were the feelings? What were the consequences? What were the regrets? What, or you go to London or Canada for the first time in winter. Canada is cold. Right? And then you go with singlet and slippers <laughs> and all of that. Cold finished me. Which Tony is that? Which of the Tony is that German Tony or UK Tony? Right? Rita said I went to, okay, uh, Chevroni Tony. Rita said I went to Jaws and immediately I stepped off the airplane. The cold hit me like, welcome to Jaws. <laughs> I was passed out. It's the honesty for me. Now, what was going on there? Did you eat well? You ate well. Does food give you some warmth? Yes. But not enough to keep you warm in a place like Jaws. Food actually gives some warmth. Why? Energy. Enthalpy. Right? Almost passed out. I remember my first time in London. Not cold. So we got to London in August. By December. By November, actually. So we met the end of summer. By November. <laughs> I already knew that that cold was not a respecter of anybody's anointing. So what did you do? Did you try to change the cold? Or did you change your dressing? Which one did you change? Did you change the cold or did you change your dressing? Tell me. What did you change? The cold or your dressing? Which one did you change? Like, ah, it's too cold. Let me change the cold. You change your dressing. So why, why do many believers wish that the world had fewer wicked people? You wish that nobody will gossip you or gossip about you. You wish nobody will backstab you. You wish no. Stop trying to change the wrong variable. Change the variable within your circle of control. That is your dressing. You might not be able to stop the rain but get an umbrella. You might not be able to stop the cold but wear a winter jacket. You are not able to change the heat but turn on your air conditioning. You might not be able to convert any demon, but you can gear up for spiritual warfare. Come on. Anybody blessed? Wear the right dress. Put it on. How does the enemy attack? See, the battle will never stop till you breathe your last on earth and appear before Jesus. The battle will change, but it won't stop. Even in times where you don't feel it, the battle is raging. So why don't you feel the pressure? Many things. Number one, God and his mercy sometimes just shields all of us from everything happening to us or that could be happening to us. Number two, spiritual leadership, oversight. When you're under authority, there are people praying for you, proclaiming things, warning, correcting instructions so you don't get in certain terrains of warfare. Number three, and that could also include your parents or prayer partners. Number three, the gathering of believers immunizes against certain battles. Because the enemy works better in isolation. So when he sees you gathering every week, every Sunday, every Wednesday, there are some battles he does not even bother attacking you with until there's a gap in your life or he's looking for the moment of inconsistency, a moment of undue vulnerability or predictable pattern. But you're being there, hearing the word, <laughs> listening to the music, staying in the atmosphere, having somebody give you a hug or a handshake or a word or nothing. That is a shield for you. Someone said, how can it be a shield for you? Don't forget 
the garden of the believer is the body of Christ. In the body of every healthy human being, there are antibodies. So the body of Christ also has its own antibodies. Come on. I'm being blessed myself, though I'm the one preaching. There are antibodies. Okay? In the body of Christ. The shield. Don't change the cold. Change your clothes. Don't change the cold. Change your clothes. <laughs> change your clothes. That's what you do now. The bottles, the bottles will change. But they won't stop. <laughs> they might be in cycles or in seasons or in patterns. That's why I said be vigilant. Vigilant is stay awake. Why? If he attacks during the day, he says the sun shall not smile by day, nor the moon by night. David is already instructing you that spiritual warfare happens in battles or cycles of day and night. The sun shall not smile by day. If he can't get you by day, he will try at night, not the moon by night. By the way, moon is uh, not cold, though. Very cold. C-O-L-D. C-O-L-D. Right? Luna. L-U-N-A-R. Luna, the moon, from where you have a lunatic. So most uh, attacks of, of, on people that make them insane or make them lose their mind have to do with the night. Luna, work with, this, with the moon. Uh, so you can be brushing away in a wall dress. You're going to the beach and you're going with a three-piece suit. You're going to the party and you're going with a military uniform. You're going to the to the hangout and you're wearing uh, full clothing, agbada, and all of that kind of stuff. Not properly dressed. How does that affect spiritual warfare? It means that we become unduly vulnerable to how the enemy attacks. How exactly does the devil attack on air? These are the ways in which he attacks on air. Number one, fake news. Fake news. That's what we see. In the, in the first temptation, did God really say? So fake news, distorted, distorted information. He uses that a whole lot. Half truths, come on. Are we here? Are we here now? Oh, give me some energy in the comments, people. Propaganda, similar spectrum, propaganda, information that is that is biased or misleading, that has a misleading nature. So propaganda can have a lot of truth in it, but is skewed in a certain way. So for example, uh, maybe someone doesn't want to come and see them in their house. Someone doesn't want to come and see them in their house, and the person goes, ah, you want to come on a road? You know there's always traffic on a road, though. You know there's always traffic. Now that's true. Most times, there's traffic on the corridor route, but who says I'm not willing to go through the traffic? What the person is really trying to do is to stop me from coming. So sometimes the enemy is not going to say, don't fast. He's going to say, oh, you know, fasting is very stressful. You know, fasting can be very demanding. Who told you I've not done stressful things for nothing before? So now that I'm doing it because I love God, because I'm aligned with his purpose, because I want to grow and devote myself to him, I want to generate spiritual power, Right? Who told you? That's propaganda. Misrepresentation. How did Lucifer succeed in getting one-third of the angels? How? Fake news. Propaganda. Misrepresentation. If he told 
or Eve, God knows that in the day that you eat it, you will not die, but you will be like him. Can you imagine what he must have told the angels? So false ideologies, false doctrines, false isms, humanism, come on now, communism, feminism, distorted feminism, all those isms, almost every ism is a spin-off of a demonic agenda or demonic propaganda. Jesus calls him in John chapter 8 verse 44. He said he lies from the beginning. He's a liar and the father of liars. Right? He's the founder of the Lying Movement International, LMI. He's the geo of Lies International Cathedral, LIC. Right? False isms. All right. Now, for some of us, we don't deal with all that false stuff, false doctrine, false. But guess what it brings into our lives for many of us? Confusion! Now, I've said it before, confusion is condensed information seeking resolution. Somebody write it down send it to me as well. So confusion is. Confusion does not mean you are dumb, right? And that's why the believer may go through a, a pocket of confusion, but you are not confused. Why? You have light. You know what to do. How can light be confused? I've never seen light. What am I? Who am I? Where am I? Light doesn't ask who I am. So your mind may need a season of uh, meditation, resolution. What's confusion? Confusion is confusion with mixture. Something has been mixed up with what you're thinking. Okay? John 8, 44. You are of the Father. You are of your Father of the devil. And the desires of your Father you want to do. So he's already explaining. There's a connection between your Father and your desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. So, the devil has resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. I'm not seeing energy on the group, so talk to me. If it's hitting you, let me know it's hitting you. If it's blessing you, let me know it's blessing you. If you are, mm, let me know you're, mm. All right, thank you, uh, YouTube, as I can see more energy on YouTube. All right? So, for many of us, People in the world, people who are not saved, they are under fake news. For example, church is a waste of time. That's fake news. It's not true. And, and let me tell you how so untrue uh, that fake news is. That fake news is so untrue that many people on Twitter that are saying church is fake, church is a waste of time, and all of that. When they have one small problem, they start thinking, who can I call that can pray? And even though they're not going to that church, the person they're calling that they're, they're praying is part in the local church. Some of them will join these online prayer meetings. Are we here? Okay, church is a waste of time. Where did you get married, sir? Where did you name your, who named your baby? When you are going to die, who will conduct the funeral? Can we talk now? But when people are saying these things, they say it as if they know what they're saying. When in fact they are... Just mouthpieces for the prince of the power of the air. Can we talk now? So we have all, they have all this propaganda, lies, and misrepresentation, fear, right? Then, as you get, watch this, as you get into the body of Christ. <laughs> Beyonce, I was not calling my pastor at that time. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
right? So now as you get into the body of Christ, the enemy then adjusts the battle strategy from fake news. Why? Because we read it yesterday. He said you have the spirit of the Holy One and you have no need of anyone to teach you anything. Now, the context for what John was saying is not saying you don't need a teacher. I think that Bukala explained in some way, but let me explain it further. What John was saying was in the context of the, uh, deception of who the Messiah was, being deceived, right, about the Messiah. He was talking about when people come and say, Jesus is the Antichrist. Say, you don't need anybody to tell you that Jesus is not the Antichrist because you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Spirit of God, and that Spirit guides you into all truth about the person of Jesus. But what can the enemy do? Now, when you are saved, he moves away from uh, fake news, propaganda, he still uses that, but that's not the core thing. The core attacks will now shift to false ideologies, false doctrines, so denominational lies. Like I need to shout earlier seven times before uh, angels get to work. I need to drink a certain kind of potion. I need to wear a certain color of clothing. I need to, oh, a man must never shake the hands of another woman. Uh, you know, all these things, right? <laughs> that further bind the people that God has made free. And many of them are based on fear because the thing that if people are free, the people will fall away. But what keeps people are not regulations. What keeps people is the truth. <laughs> the truth sets people free. Now, listen. If the truth sets people free and the truth is not strong enough to safeguard the people is setting free, that means the truth is not that true. Oh. Oh, where's the offering basket? I need to give an offering tonight. This message is blessing even me. Right? If the truth makes free, but the truth is not responsible enough to keep the people it has made free free, then that truth is not very true. So if I set you free by the truth, I have to lie to you to control you. Then there's a, there's a contamination of the truth here. Are we here? Let me run. Attacks with confusion. The believer attacks with gossip. Then as you begin to grow as a believer, he moves to slander. He moves to backbiting. He moves into character assassination. Right? He moves into character assassination. He moves into intimidation so that you cannot take territories for God. He moves into discouragement. He will, he will try to attack your media platforms or your page or your, uh, the way people perceive you or your work or your ministry because he has seen that he has failed regarding you now and your character. He wants to manipulate your context so that if you are Jesus, people can say you are doing miracles by the hands of Beelzebub. If you are a pastor daddy who is very free and lively, they say you are too, you are too expressive to be anointed. Come on! Uh, if you are kings, people that love to laugh and look good, they say you are, you are too joyful, you know, to to be deep. Whereas some of their pastors listen to some of our messages to draw inspiration for the teaching series. I, can, can, can I talk right now? Let me just let me honorable off the mic, off the mic, off the mic. Should I off the mic? So. So we gotta be, we gotta be dressed up for the battle. So everybody, every every ministry will fight battles. Every believer, but we've gotta be dressed. Now most of us have seen this suit before. Which suit is this one? Which suit is this? <laughs> Which suit is this? For time's sake, I need to run. <laughs> Can I just say Iron Man suit? 
We've seen it before. And we know that there's a difference between Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. So this is the Iron Man suit. It's all glammed up, well-shaped, well-crafted. You have like very pristine engineering, intelligently expressed in metal and wires and cables and software. Right? Dami even knows the particular model. This is says the MK42 because they're different models, right, of the suit. But the guy that designed the suit is called Robert Downey Jr., RDJ, right? And he has an interesting story, but let me stay uh, focused on what I need for the message. Then, what he does is that as intelligent as he is, he's the one who designed the suit, but as intelligent as he is, he knows that he cannot fight certain battles with his intelligence. He needs a suit. He needs to be armed. He needs to wear something. Come on. <laughs> Don't resent this copy. Copy something the pops. I saw something this week. It shocked me. See, me, I've come to resolve. I'm talking about people copying us and copying our work. I've come to resolve. I will be copied. I will. It's one of... I, I'm a resource to the world, so I'll be copied. Kings will be copied. And it's not a bad thing. The only bad thing is when people do it as if it's their own. <laughs> right? When people do it as if um, it's completely fresh or they don't or not the process i usually say it this way that even god who inspired people to write the bible he allowed people that wrote the bible to name the books after themselves come on okay so the gospel is the gospel is the gospel but it's matthew john uh, matthew mark luke john right all the apostles to the churches so there's not only we copy but honor the source and honor the precedence and honor let me leave that. That was a discussion for another class. Google said, I'll copy Peter's logo with Professor Citation. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, just, just honor the source. Right? So, RDJ, he knows I'm smart, I'm intelligent, I'm brilliant, I'm Iron Man, I'm all of that. But for me to win the battle, I need to wear a suit. Look at your neighbor, say you are smart, but you need to wear a suit. You need to wear these suits. I know that you're intelligent, but you need the whole armor of God. I know that you're passionate, but passion does not win spiritual battles. Come on. Come on. I know, I know, I know that you're devoted, but devotion alone does not win spiritual battles. I know, I know, I know that you give a lot, but giving a lot does not win spiritual battles. Giving a lot alone does not win spiritual battles. You need a suit. Like RDJ knows I need a suit. I must wear my spiritual suit. I must put on the garment. When RDJ wears that suit, he's able to move at a greater speed, able to ride at a higher altitude, able to express with greater dynamism, flexibility, ability, and speed capacity. He is able because there is something he wired into that suit. He wired some things into that suit. All right. I can see that we have um, some other voices. Is the converse for me? Oh, all right. Are we there? Wear your suit. Say, wear your suit. Wear your, wear your, wear your suit. <laughs> wear your suit. Okay. Now, let me run through. I'll continue on Sunday. The first thing is said 
is the truth, the belt of truth. I would have thought, I would have thought, please give us the scriptures, give us scriptures very quickly. I would have thought that if you're wearing suit, now let me ask you guys, where do you start your own dressing from? Different people have different things. Do you start from under or do you start from above? Anybody? Do you start from under or above? So do you do your under unders wear first or you wear the top clothes? People are very different, you'd be surprised. Okay, someone says I wear, I wear from under, yeah. Under clothes first, all right. Gray, 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 gray. More, more, more. So most, well, give, give some more. What do you wear from under clothes? Okay, so most people wear from under first. So you would have imagined that maybe you would say, wear the gospel shoes. But he said the first thing is, put on the belt of truth. Jesus says, when you're dressing up for battle, don't start from under, don't start from the top. Safeguard your middle region. Stay at the center of it. Stay at the center of the truth. Make the truth central. <laughs> Can I talk right now? Don't get in a hurry trying to run your legs or run your head. It has to be from out of your belly. will flow rivers living water. The belt is around the belly region. It's around the place of your spirituality. From your belly, the belt, you can bend low, you can go high, you can spin, you can somersault. It's the central axis. It is the pivotal point. Locate yourself in the place of pivot. Locate yourself in the place of I can turn this thing, I can change this thing, I can switch this thing, I can move this thing. Locate yourself in that place. Can I talk right now? Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Start from the place of the truth. This thing I'm going through, what's the truth of God about it? What does the word say? What must I do? What is the truth now? The truth about every battle you are facing is that you have faced battles before and they didn't take you down. The truth is blessed the God who always causes us to triumph. The truth is he always causes us to triumph. The truth is he makes me lie down in green pastures. That is the centrality. That's the belt. How can God say wear the belt first? <laughs> is the belt not what you wear later? He said, no, wear that first. The way I roll, the way I wanted to roll, I wanted to wear the belt of truth. Are we here now? Are we here now? Are we, are we, are we here now? Verse 14, Ephesians 6 verse 14. Stand therefore. We're talking about postures of power. Stand therefore. Having let me let me take it. Let me take. I'm sorry. Let me take it from verse twelve, not from verse eleven. Give us from verse 11, 11 to uh, for, to verse sixteen. He said, "Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil." So Robert Downey Jr. put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against. Was it Vision was fighting in one of those series? Who are the enemies that he has fought? I think he fought, fought Vision, but they couldn't stand there. What's this guy? This uh, Thanos. They could not. They couldn't fight Thanos. Tetanus. Thanos would tear, but they are tetanus. Okay? Right. He said the way you'll be able to stand is not by your smart. I'm intelligent. I'm articulate. I know what it takes. No. 
Put on the whole armor. That's the way you stand. You will think that the armor, the size of Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Iron Man armor, should weigh him down because if it's iron, it should be heavy. But the armor of God makes you lighter. It makes you wetter in the spirit, but lighter enough to fly. He said, put it on, they may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. Why? We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, that cantankerous person, that's not your problem. That's the, that's the decoy. That's the screensaver. The landlord is not your enemy. He's the screensaver. He's a bold vessel. He might, in some cases, one or two might be possessed, right? But he's not the enemy. He said it's not against flesh and blood. Your boss, your manager, your supervisor, your friend, your ex, your Y, your Z, your Zip, your whatever. Anything that is flesh and blood, that's not the real enemy. <laughs> Damn it, I'm not going to mention that because I'm live on air, right? That, that's not your enemy. There's a spirit behind. He said, we don't wrestle against those guys, but we wrestle against principles, against powers, against rules of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts. So for every face that you can see, there are possibly seven, eight, ten, hundred spirits that are fueling and funding and sponsoring that issue. Okay. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God and be able to uh, withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. What's the number one thing? Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Your waist, the middle points. Gird that place with truth. When the turnings and the shakers, what's the truth about my life? I'm an overcomer. I'm a conqueror. I'm a winner. I've won. Amen. Are we here? How do you do this practically? If you're fighting any battle at all, your emotions, your mind, your mentality, your finances, your academics, what do you do? Go into the word of God and find five to ten scriptural verses. If you try them, it does not work. After like a week or two, when I say it doesn't work, you don't have a note of victory. Sometimes you might not have the manifestation, but you have a note of victory, or you have clarity, or you have direction, or you have resolution. If you try and does not come and talk to me. It's the word of God. Find five to ten scriptures. Memorize at least three of them. Muse, meditate. That's the truth we're talking about here. It's not just facts. We're not talking about spinning facts. We're saying get the word. Get the word of God. Sanctify them by the truth. The word is true. Sanctification means to separate them. You are not a casualty of the battle. You are separate from the battle. You are fighting the battle, but you are not one with the battle. Are we here? Sanctify them by that truth. Let them not lose who they are in the middle of the battle. I proclaim concerning you will not be a, a casualty of war. You are a victor and not a victim. You are the victor and not the vanquished in the name of Jesus. The next thing for time's sake, he said, put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. And I forgot to change that, that slide, but it says, it was made seen, who do you know seen? Now we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, he says, Therefore, as anyone, if anyone is in Christ, a new creature, all things have passed away, and all things have become, all things have become new. So what's the next thing you want to secure? Your breastplate. Now, the breastplate used to cover not only the chest, but the six-pack. The entirety of the front, right, was covered with a, with a breastplate. And I know that it oftentimes makes for good preaching. Oftentimes it does. Makes for good preaching. 
that they say, do you notice that God didn't put anything at the back? Uh, it's because he doesn't want you to backslide. He doesn't want you to go back. Or it's because he's got your back. Makes for good preaching and it's arguable. Right? It's very exciting. But many breastplates also ran all the way to the back. <laughs> so it was one like, you know, all those car park uh, fluorescent things? Those fluorescent material? The fluorescent material that people wear or like sometimes uh, security persons or like sometimes uh, bulletproof vests. So it also runs to the back. Yeah, yeah. So what it means is the righteousness of God has got your back. God's righteousness has got your back. That's why he said, so the righteous may fall seven times. Don't worry. I got your back. Come on. God is your backup. So even when you fall, he'll help you get back up. That's a white people had written it before, right? God is your backup. So righteousness, he begins to see. He said, because the seed of God is in him. He begins to see, he begins to see, he begins to see. Yes, you're right, GB. Bulletproofs and Vesta offshoots. He's got my back. What kind of righteousness is only secure when I'm morally right? What kind of righteousness is that one, please? Explain to me. Is that righteousness made in China? Sorry, Taiwan? Sorry. Nigeria? Sorry, we don't make much in Nigeria. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Right? It's going back. It's going back. Okay? So, what you now do now, what does righteous cover? It covers the heart. It covers the lungs. It covers the digestive tract. It covers the breast. So, those are the vital organs. God's righteousness protects your heart. So, your heart will not be broken. So you put it on. You put a righteousness. What is that? Come under the consciousness of it. That's what you do. Come under the point. I am the righteous of God in Christ. This thing attacking my heart, it cannot break my heart. It will not break me down. If it's a breakup, he broke up with me, but God is still my lover. Come on. God is still my... Right? My heart will not be broken. If you lost some money, you still have God. And God is the source of all things in Yoruba. And the one who has Jesus has everything he needs. It comes out of him. The fountain of life. Are we here? So your lungs, when it feels like you're choking, some of us will still have some panic attacks in our bodies. You still have social anxiety. You still have performance anxiety. You still have parental anxiety. In fact, you have human anxiety. In your fallen, your fallen nature, your the fallen aspects of the mind that has been that been renewed, I should qualify. But when you have when you have those feelings, remind yourself and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, who they breathe, me, who they breathe, me, and they breathe. In fact, not only am I I'm a breath of fresh air. All right, I'm a breath of fresh air. Then it said, you must then have the preparation of the gospel. The readiness to preach the gospel. The readiness. Please give me those two scriptures very quickly. The readiness to preach the gospel. You must have that. Don't forget Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9. Unto us a child is born, a son is given. And the, uh, his name shall be wonderful counselor, everlasting God. Prince of peace. So the devil is the prince of the power of the air. Jesus is the prince of Peace. So, in spite of what's happening in the air, I've got peace. In spite of what's happening in the air, that's why Jesus said, "In the last days there will be wars and rumors of wars." But let not your heart be troubled. 
The air is going to be boisterous and contrary, but I'm the boss of the boisterousness of the air. In fact, the devil only functions to the limits that I give to him. He has to operate within the limits that I set for him. I am not reacting to the devil. The devil is a micro, 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 mini, nano, nani, nini, mani, mini, mini, mani, most subsets of my eternal agenda. He's only a speck for a season and he knows that his time is short. The devil knows that. That's why the devil works harder than many believers. <laughs> there's, a, there's something that the man of God said. He says, some of you are so lazy. Even the devil cannot use you. He says, you are. You, can you use yourself? <laughs> I think it was Kenneth that told me that thing first. And then I heard it. I heard it on, uh, there's a YouTube channel. Where they play a couple of videos. So it's part of the intro thing. Said so people are too lazy for the devil to use. Even you as well, can you use yourself? Right? And so, so the enemy works hard. Why? He knows his time is short. And because he knows his time is short, he wants to keep driving it and driving it and driving it. So look at what it says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. He said, where are we? Romans 5 verse 1. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. Can you give us Philippians 4 verse 6? Philippians 4 verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing. But God, this has not happened. Be anxious for nothing. This is also another dimension of training in righteousness. Why is it training in righteousness? You have the breastplate of righteousness, right, over your heart. But the state of your heart is what determines the state of your peace. So once you are covered in righteousness, you train your heart not to enter into panic, panic mode, not to enter into manic depression, not to enter into reprisal attacks, not to enter into a premature conclusion. You train your heart. He said, be asked for nothing but in prayer and supplication with thanks given. Let your request be made known to God and the peace of God that passes all understanding. What it means is I don't need to understand it for me to have peace about it. Come on now. Preach, let me preach. I don't need to fully understand it for me to have peace about it. The qualification for peace is for me to stand in the protocol of divine prayer. The protocol of divine communication. If daddy says we're good, we're good. If my big brother Jesus said you got this, I got this. Are you here? Then the next thing that says we should do, time I'll pick it up from you on Sunday. The shield of faith. He said we should take the shield of faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. After the shield, I'll teach this on Sunday. After the shield of faith, then we have the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Right? I'm just giving this for those who uh, who need this. The shield of the spirit and uh, praying always. Right? Let me go all the way to the final aspect. So praying always praying always this is how you catalyze the ammo this is how you ragabutanakais the ammo this is how you shondalamakayoza the ammo this is the way you bragaduba liakasias the ammo this is the way you vrani katosla tubalia the ammo this is this is uh rdj saying uh iron man 300 nautical miles east of Malibu. This is how you catalyze it. Because the armor, 
just like the suit still needs codes for direction. The armor requires engagement of words for deployment. Even if those words are internal, so because they're also meditative prayers, you can pray internally. So you're still using words, but they're not spoken words. How do I know you can speak in your heart? The word says, the fool has said in his heart. So there are conversations that go on in the heart. Are we here? Is, is Jarvis the name of the armor? Is that the name? Right? So praying always. How do you do it? Do what I do. Do what PLT does. At different times in the day, we pray in the spirit. On the go, on the move. Walking around. Pray in the spirit. But then you also have at least, at least one block of time to pray. At least one. I recommend three. Okay? I recommend three. So I try to do nights. In fact, that one I don't try. I always do it. Nights, morning, standard, right? And then during the day, you block out time. If you're if you're on the starter move, try to do thirty. Uh, try to do thirty minutes a day. Two blocks, fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes. Now, since I don't know what to pray, let me tell you one of the ways in which you pray. One of the ways to get in the flow of prayer, or one of the ways to learn how to pray, is to take the words of the one you are praying to and talk them back to him. So you open your Bible, paste the floor if you need it, or fall on your knees, or fall on your face, or lie down on the bed if you need it, right? You paste the floor, you do all of that, and guess what happens? You begin to speak from the words of God. I am born of God, I have overcome the world. I have victory according to your word. First John 5, verse 4. I align my mind, my heart, my soul, my emotions with the dictates of God. In the midst of trouble, I will not fear. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my life, and whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me. You take the words of God. Many of us get stuck when we're trying to form our own words. Have you not noticed that sometimes when you're trying to express yourself, you struggle to find words. Now, what we really need is not you express. What we really need is God express. So instead of you trying to look for words to express yourself, find the words that God has already spoken and express God to God. Come on, somebody. Woo! Express God to God. It's not you who want to express because you've been expressing yourself all along. And how far is that taking us? So take the word. Take the scripture. And guess what? That scripture does not only clean your environment. It also renews your mind. It also shapes your thinking. It also arranges your priorities. It also minimizes your exaggeration. It also amplifies the areas of you that you have shut down that need more expression. It also creates an atmosphere. The elements recognize the words by which they were created. It's a way of subjugating, subduing the atmosphere. Are we here? Are we here? Come on, someone. Give me a witness. Express God. Express God. Don't try to impress him. Most people try to impress God. So try to use fancy words. God understands you even without you speaking words. He understands you so well that there are parts of your body that science has not discovered and they will never discover, right? Except God gives them insights. <laughs> there are possibilities that God has that man has not come into. So God gets you. We say, nobody gets you, nobody understands, no problem. Go and talk to the one that gets you and the one that gets them and the one that 
get why they don't get you or why you think you don't get them or get, get, get. The one that begot you is the one that still begets himself in you until Christ is formed in you. Go and talk his words back to him. And as you do that, you're going to find an increase in infernal, infernal glory on the inside. Thank you, Lord, for tonight. Anybody blessed tonight? Anybody blessed tonight? This is another night that you need to go and listen to. Another message you need to listen to. Just, these messages, just listen to them. Just, you know, listen to them over and over. It's going to be good if media can help us strip the audio and ch uh, cut out the audio from the message part. The audio from message part and put them on our audio broadcast as well so that we can, we can listen on the go for those who might be mindful of their airtime and all those things. Lord, thank you for the inside of your word. Thank you for revelation, knowledge, and truth. Thank you for life and light and power. We release upon your children the grace of this word that this word transforms their lives, renews their minds, expands their possibilities, and brings all of us into an increasing awareness of who you are in us and who we are in you to the glory of the Father. Now and forevermore, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. We have not been doing this, but I want to give people the opportunity because there might be some of you who want to do it. Or some of you have been blessed in the course of the week. Or some of you who just feel like, oh, this is time to do it. I forgot on my offering and go through on Sunday or something. Please, someone should share the account details. Share the account details on the groups. As many as are in the position to um, minister to the Lord with your gift, do that right away. Don't miss Sunday. Let me say this on Sunday. We're going to have some variety on Sunday. We're going to have some variety on Sunday. For those uh, who have been doing second service, you're going to be having a live ministration on Sunday, right? Uh, and those on the island, you're going to have a live ministration on Sunday. All the services will have live ministrations. Amen. So do not, do not miss it. Sunday's message is Victoria Asata. Victoria Asata. Victoria Asata. Walking in victory every day. You can help us with details on, on uh, YouTube as well. The account details for those who want to honor, honor the Lord with their giving. Right? So let's do that. Let's do that. Invite your friends. Invite your loved ones. Let's keep sharing the word. Let's keep saturating the atmosphere with the glory of God. Um, Okay. Yep. All right. So Vivian is posting an apology there. I don't know who heard what, but to whom it to whom it be concerned, the apology is out there. Right. So please mention on YouTube. I can't see the account details on YouTube. Someone needs to put the account details on YouTube for those who might want to be a part of it, and also in the in the captions. All right. God bless you. Have have a phenomenal night. Have a beautiful, beautiful night. Keep on praying. Don't get tired. Um, follow through. We have, I think, 13 more days. 17, 16. So from tomorrow, 17, yeah. Push through, people. Let's push. Push through. Keep declaring the word. Don't forget, if you don't know what to pray, take the scripture and announce God's word to him. Someone says, well, that's not prayer. That's because in Africa, we've learned that prayer. <laughs> 
right? I know there's a direction of prayer that requires some groanings and some shakings and some rolling, yeah. But if you're starting now and just want to get in the flow, get the word of God declared over your life, over your work, over your space, over the environment. Practice it tonight. And let's see, live on the right, uh, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Love you all. I can see all the appreciation messages. I'm not usually able to uh, acknowledge personally, but I acknowledge, I see technically all of them sending you hearts and hugs and and uh, thumbs up and handshakes and high fives and all of that. Bless you. Blessings. Have a phenomenal night. Bye. The is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.